All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a camera to the light of the universe. Because we see to get the stars, or to be chosen them because we are human, this pointless reading. Do the stars were right, they could plunge from the world to the world and the sky. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 7 of our campaign based on the setting book Berlin the Wicked City, written by David Larkins with Mike Mason and Lynn Hardy and published by Chaosium. We are currently playing The Devil Eats Flies. Who are you playing and how are you today, Brayden? Hey, Brayden here, playing Sadina Andrasov and Berlin, it's cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot my pun. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> that was a top contender. Uh, okay, well, how has a pun ready for us Don't today? build this up too high, okay? <laughs> Just because I actually thought about it beforehand for a little bit this time. Prepare yourselves, everyone. Here right, it guys, comes. Get hyped. I'm going to open up a restaurant in Berlin. Everything's going to be upholstered in lustrous rippled silk, and I'm going to name it Moritz's Moorish Moor Eats. <laughs> Pretty that good. was so beautiful well done. Lydia Hi everyone, I am playing Andreas Vogel and I just googled for a pun about the aristocracy but unfortunately my search was barren Oh! <laughs> that is very good That Strong. is very good Jilly Hello, I'm playing Max, and I'm so glad that at the end of the last episode, Andreas decided to come out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Fedra, your keeper for the day, and I won't baron you with the pun today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. It was a bore, good attempt. Bore, bore oh, you. Bore, bore, amazing. Bore. Boron is like a chemical pun. Boron, <laughs> somehow. Bore, bore. I, I was staring at that word. I was like, there must be something there. And then Lydia did, and I was like, well, <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> Brayden, tell us what happened last time. During an evening of terrible sleep, Andreas has a dream. He dreams of a bloody butcher's block and cuts of meat resting on a kitchen bench. The floors of the kitchen are slick with blood. He spies a human hand and the head of a woman, but her face isn't one that he's seen before. He wakes up in a cold sweat on Max's couch and begins to pace around the apartment, where he finds Sadie in mid-morning ritual. The pair take a seat together and discuss the horrible dream, Sadie offering as much comfort to him as she can, but Andreas dances around the topic as to not stir up bad memories for Sadie. 
He opens the blanket, and the pair snuggle up for a few moments of calm and silence before the rest of the party wake. With the rest of the party up, they begin conversing about the woman they've been tasked with finding, and believe she may be housed at the state insane and idiot asylum of Daldorf. At midday, our heroes head off to the asylum to attempt to find more information on Franziska Shamskovska. While on their way, they come across a daily newspaper with a shocking headline. Three more women have been found dead in the last 24 hours. One was found mutilated and mauled up a tree and was identified as Lulu, while the other two were found in the Spree River and were disfigured beyond recognition. In spite of Grossman being dead, murders continue around Berlin. Speaking to the receptionist at the asylum with hopes of uncovering the location of Franziska, the young woman isn't too keen on sharing information. It takes a few well-placed coins and notes to change her mind, but she shortly comes back with a medical file with information on the young lady they seek. With the party's resident doctor being dragged in for a look, he deciphers that the patient had extensive wounds in the form of human bites. The final entry of the file reveals that she left under the name Anna Sharkovsky and was put into the custody of one Baron Arthur von Kleist in May this year. We're starting off this episode uh, seeing our investigators having left the asylum, contemplating how they're going to find this Baron von Kleist, or for the Germans, Baron von Kleist. Mm. Uh, <laughs> We're international here on the Stars Are Right. We know that sometimes you pronounce B's as F's. And <laughs> sometimes. That's right. My name is Freyden. <laughs> <laughs> what? In honor of Lane, we're all changing our names. They all start with F's now. <laughs> what is that? I should be foul. <laughs> You're foul. <laughs> Wait. I am Fade. No! <laughs> I am correct. <laughs> Fridia sounds like some kind of Viking, though. It kind of does, actually. Yeah, yeah there's a Nordic feel yeah. there. You get out that R, though. Otherwise, you're just oh, Fidia. Yeah, where did I get the R from? Fidia doesn't sound quite as good, does it? Philly's strong, Fidia. like, as a sort of a horse-based pet yeah. name. Yeah, or a place horse. in America. Yeah. Well, yeah. good thing we're starting this episode for once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would like a group luck roll, because you've annoyed me. <laughs> oh, very fair. Very God fair. damn it. Yes. Uh, the uh, ultimate keeper sanction. <laughs> so my luck is 30, I'm pretty sure I'm the lowest for a cool. Yep. Yeah, I got 45. I'm really, really sorry. I'm pretty sure I started off this round of nonsense as well. Oh my god, yes! That's a 17. Ha. God damn it. Let's the go. dice yeah. gods yeah. liked our shit. I was going to injure you with a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> In which case, I guess a newspaper flies directly into your face, but very gently. I catch it in my mouth. <laughs> Good boy. Moritz is in a weird mood today. <laughs> it's been a weird day. Uh, and I'm going to give it to you to read, uh, read out because there is a name in the headline that catches your eye instantly. Can you guess the name? Is it Baron... Uh... Nope. Is it Fridia? <laughs> That's it. Okay, you have to keep all of that now. Now we're getting to the heart of the mystery. Is it Bessica? <laughs> That's a different scenario. Everyone, you're chaotic. It's a crossover. Say I'm chaotic. <laughs> all right, is it one of uh, 
our quarries multiple names. The most recent being what, Anna Sharkovsky? Anna Tchaikovsky, yeah. Anna the Shark. It's Anastasia. <gasps> mm. The Lost Princess. Give us a read of what you learn on your way out of the asylum. Uh, the headline reads, Grand Duchess Anastasia alive and well in Berlin? The city's white Russian community is humming with the news that a woman claiming to be the Grand Duchess Anastasia Romanov is living here in Berlin. The woman, who calls herself Anna Tchaikovsky, was recently released from the Doldorf Asylum and remanded into the care of Baron Arthur von Kleist, who served the Tsar honorably as Chief of Police of Russian Poland until the revolutions of 1917 forced him to flee, like many of his compatriots, to Germany. Miss Tchaikovsky, who is said to resemble the Grand Duchess in appearance and bearing, was admitted to Doldorf in 1920, having lost her wits in a fall into the Landwehr Canal in February of that year. She claims that her memory is slowly returning to her, although many details remain unclear. The Baron, who resides in a spacious third-floor apartment of Savignyplatz at Kammerstrasse 11, asks that the public respect Miss Tchaikovsky's privacy at this time as he attempts to help sort out the truth of the matter. But that's convenient, we have an address. <laughs> Huh. Well, I suppose this explains why uh, the prince wanted to find her. If she really isn't a Polish peasant girl, and she's actually a grand duchess. I confess I, I'm a little nervous about this assignment at this point. It, it rather seems like we're getting ourselves enmeshed in uh, squabbles amongst literal royalty. And uh, now the, the, the cat is very much out of the bag. I mean, the whole world knows who she is, or might be, or claims to be. Hmm. Yes, I, I thought perhaps she was his mistress or even a servant who'd run off with the Tsarina's pearls or something, but honestly, I, I'd never even thought of this. So let's pause for a second. See the guy right at the start that asked us for help? Is he on the same side as this guy or are they in opposition with each other? Mm, good question. Well, he was a prince... We don't actually know. Uh, he was rather reticent, I believe, about his relationship to the young lady. He just asked yes. us to find her, and I'm starting to think that those three pounds a day might be going up in smoke now that the newspaper has published her new address. Huh. Well, in that case, I think we should probably make a report to him as soon as possible, before he sees this edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might be lucky, it's true. Perhaps he's still having a... Uh... Yeah, this is an afternoon edition, I guess, right? Hot off the presses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, it might have been... It probably has been circulating for a little bit for it to have fallen in your face rather than you having received it. So mm. someone has read it and dropped it. Oh, this, this wasn't... I was picturing a, a child on a bicycle, like, extra, extra, just kind yes. of tossing them out. No. <laughs> okay. Take this. Whoops. Yeah, it this... looks like it's been out for an hour or two. Oh, great. Because you took quite a while at the hospital, at the asylum. The afternoon edition normally comes out around two and it's four. Ah, oh, I can't believe we're going to lose such a princely sum. I thought you were a communist. Well, I'm an impoverished communist. You've got to fund the revolution somehow. And these ascots don't come cheap. <laughs> <laughs> the money is inconsequential, but I wonder if we should at least do a little bit of research into this Tchaikovsky and this Baron von Kleist to make sure that if we do report back to the prince that 
we can have confidence in what we are saying. Maybe we could find a picture of her and verify. This is true. It could just be a rumor. It could just be journalists doing what journalists do. You could be right. Where could we go for a picture, though, if the press had one, they would have published it for sure. Was there anything among her patient notes at the sanatorium? Was there, Keeper? No, I gave you everything there was. Hmm. Well, it should be easy enough to find a, a, a photo of the Grand Duchess, surely. There must be books, there must be archives of newspapers in the library. Exactly. We find a photograph of this princess or grand duchess or whoever she is and then we go to this address and we compare. You think we can simply knock at the door and ask to see her? Well, maybe not as easy as that, but I'm sure we can get creative. Oh, she must leave the flat at some point, surely. We just wait and watch the front door. Well... No harm in trying, I suppose. With the club closed, I've nothing much on my schedule. I almost don't want to ask, but how does this connect to Grossman and that poor girl Lulu? She was attacked by him, right? Yeah, I... It, it might not have been Grossman, but somebody attacked that girl and pinned her to a tree as a message to us, we have to assume. Let's not lose our heads. Grossman is dead. The entire Russian royal family was murdered. Surely, if somebody thinks this girl is truly the Grand Duchess, they'd want to murder her. There we are. It's not a message for us. It's, it's bound to be some political thing. Okay, let's, let's research this, this Duchess and take it from there? I never thought I'd be <laughs> helping the lost child of the Romanovs find family. Truly, the world is a strange place. And protecting her against Bolsheviks. Well, mm -hmm. let's not get ahead of ourselves. She's already plenty protected, I expect. So we should probably do research on the three of them, right? The Duchess. The Baron, yeah. And the Baron, and then the person who gave us the the prince who gave us the uh, thing, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't know anything about him, do we? Yeah, maybe we can find out their connection and try and guess his actual motive. Mm. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's the evil one. Well, that's worry, isn't it? We're asking around after this ghetto, and everything we touch turns to murder, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, she just pops up claiming she's a duchess with mm. a new dude. Yeah, it's all very strange. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe he is part of a Bolshevik death squad and he's not actually a prince. Maybe she's not the duchess. Or he is a prince, but he's like a double agent. Yeah, oh, could be. Yeah, maybe she's not the duchess and he's trying to position her as a duchess to use her to claim power or something. Oh, that's a good one. That's fun, actually, yeah. I was going to yes. say it's also possible she did literally lose her mind because, you know, it's a classic, right, claiming to be mm. Jesus Christ oh, or what totally. have you. See, if she did lose her mind, though, do you think she would use so many different aliases? I mean, it feels like she's oh. on the run. Mm. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, I really like that theory that maybe... 
she's kind of being set up to replace the the real Anastasia, who's probably dead. Oh. Maybe the twist is she's being set up as a con to replace the real Anastasia, but then, in a weird twist of fate, it turns out she actually is the real Anastasia, but she lost all her <laughs> memories. And no, I am not stealing the plot of the population, popular animated film. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And you're just, uh, you know, sitting there at the bench talking about that newspaper you found. Time is ticking. It's now 4.30. Okay. Well, it's half four. We won't be able to get to the library before it closes anyway. We can do that tomorrow. And I don't know, maybe, maybe go check out this address first. That makes sense. Yes, let's, let's go a walk. I suppose we might want to get a glance at it before half of Berlin descends to get a glimpse of the lost Duchess. Mm. Not to mention these Bolsheviks. Yes. yes. We want to get that before they do. Not to impugn on your comrades, of course, Moritz. Some uh, eggs need to be broken if you're going to make a New World Order omelette, but I don't personally <laughs> advocate for the murdering of this young lady. Uh, but I do fear we might run into some quite intensive security measures. I suppose we can only go and see. Okay, so the apartment is located just a few blocks west of the Eden Hotel where you met uh, Prince Konstantinovich. Uh, it is in the heart of the Russian emigre community of Charlottenburg that uh, Berliners cheekily call the Charlottengrad. Mm. Ah, it's my neighborhood. So even by the standards of this neighborhood, you can tell that the building in which the Baron's apartment is located is a bit of a hub of activity there's a lot of people around just going in and out but like it's not like armed guards or anything it's just random people there's just a crowd and the door is open do, do they look like the wealthy upper class Russian refugees or I'd say most of that okay the door is open should we go inside I mean it would be foolish to pass up this opportunity I this is not what I was expecting but yes uh, nobody mentioned communism ixnay <laughs> 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 on the evolutions ray <laughs> what about omelette <laughs> <laughs> you find it surprisingly easy to move through the crowds and just enter the apartment. It seems to have a bit of an open door policy at the moment. It takes up an entire floor of the building and has its own private elevator granting direct access to the apartment. It's kind of quite a spacious Tony, which apparently means expensive and stylish apartment. And it is host to a chattering assemblage of white Russian exiles, monarchists, and uh, potentially distant Romanov relations. Morris it's a lot takes, of Russians. Uh, deep breaths. As you enter the apartment, you are hit by the distinct air of cocktail party. That's what it feels like. Just people having drinks, oh. milling about, chatting. Uh, everyone can I get a spot hidden sure let's go yeah, I'm super completely mm -hmm. oh I missed by two nope 50 against 35 
I got a 49 under 50. I succeed. Nice. I, I find the undercover communist. Okay, you're <laughs> the only one. But, uh, you know, you have a bit of a traumatic memory when you see a very familiar man with a riding crop mixing with the crowd. Oh, brings no. you back to a certain cafe. We're talking about the literal, like, Nazi commander guy. I mean, no wow. one said Nazi, but you, you said that? No, okay, the backward swastika drawing... Not the drawing one, the... The leader boy. The shouty man. Mm-hmm. The meaty boy. Yeah. Is he is he in his uniform? Yeah. Just mixing around. Right. I well if I'm the only one who spots him, then I do the classic like um I'm just adjusting my hat sort of hand over face <laughs> maneuver and then I sort of tap you guys on the shoulder and point him out. As the new arrivals to the party uh, you're instantly spotted by some of the servants and I brought up directly to the Baron for introductions. Apparently someone's responsible for bringing in new people to say hi to the Baron. Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is well organized. As you are taken in that direction, the Baron, you can see, is surrounded by a horde of visitors alongside you coming in. You kind of have to queue almost. You're just part of a horde. And although this would seemingly be a great bother to him, he seems perfectly at ease with being the center of attention. Your mind is brought back to the the Duchess requires her privacy at this time that you saw in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> and roll me another group luck. Okay. Oh, that's me again, isn't it? Sorry, guys, that's a 49. Over 30, no good. You are within the queue. Okay, that seems to have worked out. <laughs> And you're moved forward slowly until it's your turn to meet the Baron. Let me give you a little handout. And by handout, I mean picture. Lovely looking chap. <laughs> with an impressive moustache. This is Colonel Sanders with a pocket watch. <laughs> right. Oh my god, it totally is. <laughs> like, is he holding a bucket of chicken? What's going on here? <laughs> Behind his back, yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> He's got a drumstick behind there, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, but he does have the cool, the villain eye scar, right, behind his glasses. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. actually Colonel Sanders' evil twin. <laughs> yeah, probably a tussle with Ronald McDonald, I'd say. <laughs> so what you see is a pencil-thin man with pince-nez glasses and an old-fashioned manner of dress. He has... Uh, livid dueling scar running along his left cheek. His hair is thin and snowy white and he sports an impressive goatee and waxed moustache, which is also white. He is kind of checking his pocket watch every once in a while and having a very kind of straight, severe face. He says, welcome. And you are, I'm of course, Baron von Kleist. I'll hold out my hand to shake his hand and say Baron von Kleist how lovely to meet you we heard about your wonderful news and we just had to come and celebrate with you Uh, my name is Max Oswald I am a native of Berlin Um, uh, how wonderful you have found the Grand Duchess tell me what happened a German how unusual well it is wonderful news indeed that one of the Romanovs has been returned to us safely it is, it is, abs- I'm absolutely delighted that I, alongside the Duchess, get to potentially restore the Romanov dynasty in Russia. 
I I am so glad to know that people from here Berlin also support our mission. Well, if everybody in Berlin and Germany do not support you, then know that you have a supporter in us. Uh, we are delighted for you. Uh, let's uh, get a glass of champagne or wine. Let's celebrate. Of course, another one, another one. Well, uh, and what is your relation to the monarchy, to the Romanovs? I have no formal relationship with the, the Romanovs. However, I spend a lot of time in the the same sort of circles. You know, when you have money, you cross paths frequently. Oh, so you uh, have acquaintances uh, uh, with the uh, Russian nobility? Um, uh, some in passing. Unfortunately, I haven't made any uh, significant relationships or friendships with them. However, I always find um, you and your people very pleasant to to converse with. Is it possible... What's your credit rating? It is... 75. Okay. Yes, I can see you are of a, a noble sort. I can tell from the way you dress. The rest of your friends, I, I don't know. Perhaps your servants, your servants. Either way, I would be delighted to have you meet Anastasia. Perhaps you could tell her how happy you are that she's home safe and, and cheer her up a little bit. Well, I would be honoured, and uh, if it is okay with you, I would like to bring my um, my associates, my employees, with me. He looks at the rest of you, raises an eyebrow. <laughs> I'll give a bow and say in Russian, uh, pleasure to meet you, Baron. I am a formal translator. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He looks again at his pocket watch briefly while you speak. <laughs> I'm a local businessman. It would be my pleasure to uh, extend my professional services to Grand Duchess, if she would like. Hmm. And Moritz here is my pianist. You know how it is. Sometimes you need to have some music with you. (laughs) Yes, I'm inspired to uh, compose something for uh, the returned Grand Duchess. Well, everybody loves a pianist. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and uh, he starts escorting you to the rooms leaving a kind of queue of visitors waiting to be introduced maybe realize that we're a walking joke uh, because Moritz as has been discussed is is very thin and uh, also quite short so Max you have a really small pianist <laughs> well, length must have its limit. It must. To mention lyrics making their way in again. It's not the size of your pianist, it's how you play with him. Mm-hmm. There it is. Oh, goodness. You're welcome, listeners. Um, Max is thinking there was that Moritz was potentially feeling a little bit reluctant to go up and talk to this guy, so I thought I would. I appreciate that. He's definitely in the back with just like a fixed glassy smile. Just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> Down with the Bolsheviks. <laughs> Communism's the worst. <laughs> Andreas is kind of enjoying this. <laughs> As we're walking along with the Baron, could I mention sort of in passing, just saying it out loud, not necessarily to him, 
It is so interesting that so many people from Russia seem to have made a home in Berlin. I heard just the other day that there was a, a Russian prince in the city, Prince Konstantinovich. Hmm. I believe, I believe he introduced himself to me. Yes, he was just in the other room. Ah, uh, he was actually going to also come and see the Duchess. Perhaps, do you know him? Perhaps he can join us. I don't know him, I'm afraid. I just wondered if um, if he was also interested in such an auspicious event. As you say that, you spot him in the crowd. He catches your eye. Oh god, he's gonna come on over here and be like, Ah, the people I employed <laughs> just yesterday. <laughs> I know very well, how are you? <laughs> How does he look when he sees us? Does he look surprised or happy or, or, or what? He looks surprised and then he gives you a really big smile. And does he look like he's going to come over? Oh yeah, he lifts up on her hand and starts walking in your direction. Ah, uh, Maurizio and Andreas, why don't you go and look for more drinks and um, Sadie and I will go and see the, the Duchess um, and we will reconvene and I'm sort of shoo them towards the prince. Okay, you're trying to intercept <laughs> him. Yeah. Uh, of course. We'll happily uh, make tracks in that direction to waylay him. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so you start, you're, you're walking further towards the kind of bedrooms area of the apartment and the rest of you uh, make a human wall in front of uh, Prince Konstantinovich. <laughs> <laughs> He says, ah, my friends, I'm so happy to see you here. Are you talking to, the, do you know the Baron? Uh, we have just made our introductions. Um, your Highness, it seems your your quest may have uh, come to its fruition. Is, is this indeed the young lady you've been seeking? Well, I, I was biding my time to go and meet her. The Baron seemed quite busy, but well, now that you have gotten in his good books. Perhaps I could join you. I'd love to meet her and perhaps ascertain if that is actually her true identity. There are the, the, the she claims, of course, to be the the Duchess, but perhaps it is not her. And if if it is not the Duchess, then well, I'm afraid she's not very very much used to me. Either way, I need to, to know the truth. You understand? So uh, consider yourselves within my employment still and uh, do find out whether she's telling the truth. Is anyone else getting a weird vibe? Yeah, definitely. Were you close to the Duchess, Your Highness? Me? I'm yes. just... I am just a supporter of the Romanov family that is very concerned about the future of the dynasty. I have, I have not a personal relation with the Duchess. Andreas is definitely looking at him, trying to work out if it was a fake smile that we got when he first recognized us and if he's trying to cover now. He's definitely weirding him out a bit with this vibe. Mm -hmm. Are you going to roll psychology? Yeah, I think so. I don't have brilliant psychology, only 20, but better than nothing. Give it a go. I'd love to roll as well. I find it a little bit weird, although this might just be like uh, RPG main character construction. No, no, but like, <laughs> the idea that this, <laughs> there's a baron and a, a literal prince shows up to his house 
um, but he won't let him go <laughs> and meet his guest of honor. But then we random bozos arrive and are like, oh, I like the look of you, you can meet her. <laughs> oh, good point. He totally outranks us, doesn't he? By orders of magnitude, like he outranks the Baron, so... Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know, maybe that's just, you know, RPGs, we need to be the ones to save the day, obviously. I will say, I just rolled a zero, zero, one! Crits! Critical go. psychology! Ah, brilliant! I pierced the veil of his thoughts! <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely get to take that, I hope you've been taking stuff. Yes, I have! Campaign, very exciting, we actually might learn some skills. Okay, so here's what you know. What you know is... He very much cares about whether this is the Duchess, and he genuinely cares about the well-being of the Duchess. He is a supporter of the Romanov dynasty. That all that... He has a sincerity, he wants your help. He's not lying about what he needs from you. All of that is sincere, but you can't shake the feeling that there is something about... Like, he has this regal air, he's common stuff, but you can't shake this feeling that he's not quite who he says he is. He's not acting like princely. What? I mean, he's acting mm. princely, but there's something very subtle that you're picking up on that you can't okay. quite put a finger on that makes it seem like maybe there's something more to him. Do but not regarding the way he's interacting with you, mm. just in the background. Do I think he literally isn't who he has claimed to be? Okay. Well, I'm trying to figure out whether my, like, as a player, suspicions about him, yeah, not having just swanned in, like, hello, I'm a prince, tell me everything. I'm trying to figure out whether that is valid. Mm. What do we do with that, team? Should we, should we see, should we, like, maneuver him over to the Baron and just see if he's like, hello, yes, I'm the prince we met earlier, or if he's like coming under a different name or something. Well, the Baron mm. gestured to him when I asked about the prince, didn't I? I said his name. Oh, yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Well, he's clearly got everyone fooled then. I feel like we need to see him in the company of the Grand Duchess just to see if, you know, does he look shocked? Um, mm. How do they respond to each other? How does she feel when she sees him? Yeah, good call. Yeah, yeah we don't have a chance to confer before then anyway, it's true. So mm. at the moment, Moritz is just mad suspicious, but he's uncomfortable anyway. He's like a cat on a hot tin roof in this place. Yeah, like she might accidentally call him by a name that isn't whatever his name is, Gabrielle. Ah, Fridia. Or something. <laughs> so could you to ask the prince to come over but not to let on that he already knew us <laughs> oh yeah that was the whole scheme wasn't it well, <laughs> I'm excited yeah. with my crit <laughs> they can't hear you where they are of course <laughs> that was the mission though yeah <laughs> your highness we're delighted to hear that you have still uh, use of our services humble as they are M might we ask a small boon um we did not know you'd be here, and in fact, we did not, uh, you'll forgive us, we did not know your uh, relationship um, to the good Baron, uh, so we did not let on that we knew you. If you could uh, please spare us the embarrassment of uh, revealing that we are in fact in your employ, that would, uh, that would help us tremendously. We've had to be subtle in our investigations, I'm sure you understand. But 
I, well, I do not believe there's any reason to be uh, hiding from the Baron or telling untruths. Uh, the Baron is an excellent, honorable man, and I'm sure he'd understand you being cautious. But you know him uh, better than we do, Your Highness, of course. We must defer to your uh, expertise. We, we do not move in the same circles. We did not know the man. We, we of course, wanted to be, to be careful. So... Is it just, um, sorry, are you divided by twos? Is the two of you with the prince and the other two going to see uh, the duchess? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for Max and Sadie, you are ushered into the inner sanctum. You find a well-furnished bedroom suite and a bedraggled young woman who matches the prince's description of Anna Tchaikovsky precisely. Dressed in a nightgown and a robe, her pretty face is marred by what is obviously a chronic lack of sleep and persistent anxiety. Anna's manner, too, is guarded almost to the point of paranoia. I have a little portrait for you. Okay. Grand Duchess Romanov. Uh, what language do you say this in? Uh, sorry, I, I didn't. I, I was just speaking to myself there. Um, oh, so, okay, I thought you were just announcing her. You walk in the room, Grand Duchess Romanov. <laughs> <laughs> Does the Baron come into the room with us, or does he just show us the room and then leave? Oh no, he comes in. Okay. Grand Duchess Romanov, what a pleasure to meet you. My name is Max. What language do you say this in? German. She looks at you and nods anxiously. I translate immediately into Russian for her. She doesn't give you any eye contact. Okay. Uh, the Baron says, <clears throat> Anna prefers to not speak in her native tongue. She says it brings back painful memories. I'm so sorry, Miss Tchaikovsky, is that your preferred name? She's not very communicative at the moment, you see. That's why I thought perhaps bringing some German folk in here might, you know, like, I don't know. She has been... Barely saying a word. Can I get a spot hidden from the two of you? Hmm. Uh, fail. Big hot fail for me too. Well. Just a hot steaming failure. <laughs> Do you know, Baron, I recently read about uh, some work that has been done in the the asylum and the hospitals where they have found that music can help people who have uh, weak minds. Perhaps, Sadie, why don't you sing one of your Russian songs? <laughs> uh, she does that. Yeah, she'll do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, can, I, can I watch this girl super carefully and see if she seems to recognize any Russian? I think I know uh, something that could catch her attention to gather whether she's actually Russian or not. Um, maybe I'll just say to her, oh no, not with the Baron there, I was going to say something about Karl Grossman because wasn't she a potential victim of his as well? I'm sure that would get a reaction if I asked her that in Russian. Mm, we traumatize her. Yeah, I get her. Yeah, that'd, that'll do it. <laughs> sure. Well. You could, I wonder if you could maybe say, say something like in passing to me or something and mention his name. Yeah, but I mean, we'd want to say it in Russian, right? To make sure that she's actually knows how to speak Russian otherwise. <laughs> and you don't know Russian. 
Is that what we're getting at? Like we're trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. But if you said if you said the name, I, yeah, she could be reacting to the name rather than the language. Mm, true. You could refer to him as without his name. The like sausage that. man. There yeah. it is. I'll I'll just turn to Max and then say in Russian, uh, "It's a sh- shame what the sausage man did to her." She looks at you with fear in her eyes, and she kind of scooches back away from you. Did the same to me. She just, like, scooched to the back of the bed now. Yeah, and she's just blocking everything out. He says, I'm sorry about this. She's just, oh, she's, she's, she's probably just tired because I've been bringing people in to meet her all day today. But, you know, we can't keep a duchess locked in without seeing anyone she has to see people she has to say hello she has to make a good name for the Romanovs she's ignoring him back with the prince well it sort of sounds like uh, we were all going to go and see her we were going to see her with the prince and uh, Gage's reaction okay so, so you're trying to follow everyone yes we, we join our party are you running just sprinting straight through drinks everywhere no are um, we why would we be running uh, roll me spot hidden, I guess. Okay. Because if you aren't running, that's when the fishmen get you. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that's the break in the door. Um, I'm assuming that Lydia can roll as well, because Andreas yeah. is there. Uh, I got a hard success, I think, 13. Okay, good. Don't want to spend three luck. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I shall roll. Ooh, I've just rolled 003. Heck yes! You keep an eye on them regardless of the crowds of people trying to drown them in. You, your sharp eyes, like a hawk, know know exactly where they are and exactly where they're going. And even though you're behind and they made it into the room, you somehow know which room they ended up with. <laughs> oh, I see. Are you going to have us like having to knock on all the bedroom doors to find gonna them? It's going to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really big apartment. It's a big apartment. Yeah, it's an entire floor. Okay. Um, but thankfully to you, you kept an eye on them and figured out the general direction and you ended up in an area where there was only one way to go and the door was a, a little bit open. So, yeah. You make it into the room just as um, Max is about to say something. Ah, my penis. Let's take that small (laughs) bit. Is that what you were going to (laughs) say? No. Can't stop saying it. I think Max is going to pull out cigarettes and um, kneel down in front of her and say, Mr. Tchaikovsky, perhaps this will calm your nerves and kneel down right in front of her as if to light the cigarette and what I'm hoping is that I can get a wee bit closer to like have a look at her and see if there's anything obvious whether like that I can tell through psychology or by just examining her more closely that we might have missed uh, You can do that and push your spot head and roll but if you fail then you might really upset her by going really close to her and Ooh. lighting a fire. Ooh. <laughs> High stinks. Mm. I've got 55 in spot hidden. Um, I'm going to try it. 
<laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> uh, I rolled 98. All right, then. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Ooh. Ouch. Anna starts screaming at you and kicking, saying, Get out! Get out! Get out! And she's kind of flailing about. The Baron says, I believe we have outstayed our welcome. Uh, you may go. What language is she speaking? German. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to upset out, her. Out! 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 The Baron is escorting you outside. The Prince Konstantinovich has walked in just to, like... His face drops, he turns around and starts walking out <laughs> after catching a glimpse. <laughs> As we exit, I'll say to the prince, um, her time with uh, Carl Grossman has definitely taken a toll on her. What was her accent like, can I ask? Given we're all kind of native Berliners apart from Sadie, who's Russian. She sounded Russian. She sounded Russian. Any particular Russian? Did it have, like, a Moscow accent? Uh, you're unsure. Okay. You don't know how long she's been in Germany for, so... Just thinking Andreas lives in Charlottenburg, so he probably recognises uh, Moscow as opposed to Leningrad. Yeah, I, I, it's not it's not clear based on her accent. Okay. Uh, I guess the, the, the prince turns around and he says... So, you confirmed my suspicions that she was assaulted by that terrible man? Uh, yes. That would explain all the bite marks. Yes, horrible thing. As you um, kind of uh, escorted back into the party, you see a maid. She says to the Baron, I'm going to bring the lady her tea. And then you return back to the party. And we have a great time. <laughs> well, we've just been told we're still getting paid. <laughs> so as, <laughs> as long as we can keep the prince away from her and unable to ascertain her identity, that's uh, three pounds a day in the bank, baby. Which isn't all bad. <laughs> Do we think that Russians pretending to be a serial killer would go to the lengths of biting people? You hear a scream from inside Anna's room. Rush back. Yeah. Totally. As you run back, you hear the sound of shattering China. She didn't like the tea then. Oh, God. <laughs> and you walk in to see the maid, Traudl, staring at you with a strange grin on her face. And then oh, no. she turns to Anna. Her eyes look odd. They're small and porcine, glittering with malicious intent and wholly inhuman. Anna screams again. Those eyes, I have seen them before. Sanity rolls all around. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, this no. is getting interesting. Anxiety gets a massive shiver down her back as soon as she make, makes eye contact with those eyes. Mm-hmm. Max failed. Same success. Oof. I failed by three. Sadie got an extreme success. That's so weird. Right. 
<laughs> I got a 33 <laughs> under 49. I've met uh, Grossman as well, but I succeed. Our success is a one. All right. Okay. Watch a feel. Uh, one to two. I've lost one. Her voice that you heard before has changed now. It's not her own. Trowdell growls. So, if it isn't Miss Sasnovsky, we haven't finished business, whore. Snatching up a butter knife, the maid lunges at Anna. Can I lunge for the maid? Well, we're gonna go into dexterity order, so uh, I'll yes. let you in a bit. Okay. Uh, okay, I've put us in dexterity order. So we're starting with you, Andreas. You see the maid launch at Anna with a butter knife, and she is kind of deeper inside the room, and you're just at the doorway. What do you do? Is there anything within arm's reach which is heavy? Some kind of like ornament, like a bronze, or maybe a, a lamp or a candlestick, something like that? Definitely. Uh, he will pick up whatever that thing is and swing it at the maid. I'll allow you to do that if you tell me what it is. Okay, I'm going to say it's a candlestick, like heavy brass candlestick. And he's he's trying to specifically aim for the arm, which is lunging with a knife in it. Okay, you're quite far away, so you're trying to both run up and, and uh, kind of attack, or are you trying to throw it? What's your plan? Uh, I think he's going to try and run to the room and he's kind of swinging. Okay, so I'll say you probably will get to finish that action in your next turn. That's fine, cool. Because picking up and running in, that's like your thing. Sure. Moritz. Well, she's attacking with the butter knife, which is my favorite weapon. <laughs> um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I can't have it, but she did drop the tea tray, right? Yeah, the shattered uh, glass, uh, not glass, the uh, ceramic. Crockery, yeah. I ignore that. I just want the metal tray. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to scoop that up and wang her over the back of the head with it. So both uh, Moez and Andreas are armed with metal things and running towards the, the maid who mm -hmm. is about to attack An uh, Anastasia with a butter knife. Sadina. So if she just charges and doesn't pick up a weapon, Will she be able to make it there to grapple the maid? So you're just charging and body slamming? Restraining, I guess, yeah. I'll let you get there in time with a successful constitution roll. Ah, my greatest <laughs> skill. <laughs> okay. How big is this room? <laughs> like, long enough to get tired? I mean, it's a baron's house. <laughs> also, that. you know Sadina. Oh my god. That's true. I have a 20 oh. in con and I succeeded. Yes! Oh, okay. yes. Second wind. Got that you fire in your belly. Go Sadie. Yeah, you care about uh, Anna very much and you use mm -hmm. all of your strength. Spit in her eyes and give her mercury poisoning. Uh, to yeah. run up to the maid and I guess body slam her into Anastasia. Well, I mean, if I can grab her and pull her away, that would be ideal. <laughs> okay, so you're not trying to do any damage, you're just trying to restrain. Exactly right. Okay, so yes. like a fighting maneuver. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, okay. I'll take that. And she's going to fight back. Okay, that makes sense. By elbowing you in the gut as you try to approach. Uh, I failed. Let's find out what happens. Oops, sorry, smashing everything. Oh no. 
My keyboard wrote Wii, like W-E-E, so I think the computer's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that is a success. Okay. Did you want to spend a lot of luck, or did you want to get elbowed in the gut? I guess you're going to get elbowed in the gut. I'm getting elbowed. <laughs> my, my poor guts. And your soft inner gooeys that are already having a rough enough time. Yes. It's 1d3, isn't it? <clears throat> a normal physical yeah. attack. Oh, that is three. Whoopsie. Oh my god. Yeah, you like back all over. Yeah, checks out. That's nearly half my hit points. <laughs> well, with your health, you probably like cough up some blood or something. Oh yeah. That did not go as planned. Anastasia is terrified and is kind of trying to get off the bed and start running away. Let's see. Oh my god, she has a dodge of 32 and she rolled a 32. Wow. Yes. yes. On her nose. Go Anastasia. So she's using that moment of distraction that Sadie very deftly created for her. <laughs> to start sneaking towards the side, the side of the room Yay. and towards the exit. <laughs> I was all worth it. And Traudel uses that as an opportunity to try and stab Adana again with that knife. But this time she gets a penalty die because of uh, Sadie's heroic attempts. Yay. Oh, she just rolled a 69. Let's see. Oh, she succeeded. The maid slashes Adana with the butter knife and smashes into her arm as she tries to move away. Anna has a damage bonus and build of minus one. Oh, oh no. no. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. Fragile. I know. Um, but yeah, she's received one hit. What are you doing, Max? So Max was running in to rugby tackle the maid, but seeing Sadie get hurt, I think uh, like logic goes out the window. So I'm just going to try and run up and punch her right in the face. Sadie? Yes, punch oh, me yeah. in the face. No, no, no. no. Ended at I last. can't believe you to that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sadie's Achilles heel is her kidney. I'm going to punch the maid in the face. The maid is I facing did. away from you. Are you punching her in the back of the head? I'm going to grab her on the shoulders, turn her around, <laughs> and punch her in the face. Look at okay. me while I'm punching you. I'm punching in the general head area. Okay, cool. So you're running in and then punching in the head. Yeah. Okay, roll me that constitution first to see if you get there in time. Okay, yep, that's a success on my constitution. Amazing. Uh, roll me brawl and I will roll fight back with the penalty die because it's the second time. Okay. Oh. Okay, so constitution, I rolled 42 versus 60. Uh, no, sorry, brawl, 42 versus 60. Yeah, and because of the penalty die. Actually, technically you were supposed to have a bonus, bonus die, but it's fine, it's the same thing. Uh, the maid failed, so roll me damage. Yes. Uh, it's just 1d3. Back of the head punch. Oh, three. Ooh. 
The maid recoils and turns to you with a scream. Stay out of it! Andreas? Yes? Could I please have a power roll? A power roll? Okay. Let's give this a Whoa. go. I got 50 mm. power. Aha! 30. Which is not quite a hard success, but it's getting there. Would you like to spend luck? Hmm. Um... I'd be spending five points of luck, and I, I think this is possibly... That would bring me down to 40. What do we think, team? Is that too much to spend at this point? I mean, I'm sat here on 30, so I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's, let, let's do it. Let's take it down to a hard success. Okay. What would you like to do with your turn? Andreas has this heavy bronze candlestick and he's going to attack the arm with the butter knife. Uh, essentially, he's trying to both disarm the maid and break her arm to stop her from attacking again. So I think he brings it down hard on the forearm. Okay. I'm intrigued to know what this hard success power was all about, though. Uh, I shall find out. So just a normal brawl roll, I'm guessing? Yes. Okay. Uh, 51. No, that's a fail. I got 40 brawl. Okay. Well, with everything that's going on, the fight is quite <laughs> chaotic. And you find yourself missing. He's properly annoyed because she hurt Sadie. And that's like one of the buttons that gets pushed in Andreas that he gets properly upset at. <laughs> Moritz, roll me power. Oh no. I don't like this. I don't want to be infected with this weird sausage man mind virus. Oh, thank God I was reading that one. It's not a 97, it's a 67. My power, oh. Why am I getting excited? My power's 45. Would you like to spend luck? Oh my god. Wait, that's max. What's my power? My power's 60. Okay. Um, I could spend seven luck to succeed, but that's a lot of luck. And it's okay, you don't need to. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not... No, I'm not going to. Bring it. What have you got? What happens? It was an opposed roll and there was, I failed as well. So. Oh, thank goodness. All right. My what superior will. What would you like will. to do with your turn? <laughs> I'd like to bring this tea tray around in a graceful arc and uh, wang around the back of the head. Let's do it. You can have a bonus die because yeah. you are the second person to attack. Everyone knows maids are weak to tea trays anyway. Ooh, okay. That's either a 39 or a 19. I'm going to take the 19. Um, Let me roll a fight back. Nice. Cool. That's a hard success for me. Okay, that's a 69, so that's a normal success. So you uh, you win this one. Lovely. For all your damage. Um, what should we say tea tray damage is? Is that similar to like a kosh or blackjack? I wouldn't give it more than like a 1d4. Yeah, 1d4. Minus one then, because I am a small boy. <laughs> oh my god. I rolled one. I believe the rules don't allow for damage of zero. Yeah, that's a one. <laughs> that's one damage. I did it, gang. You distract her. <laughs> yeah, I, I piss her off and then she enacts her super attack. Sadie, roll me power. Oh, I have oh, lots of that, God. fortunately. But I have failed with a 91 over 80. Oh, no. Would you like to spend luck? Nah. 
No? Okay. You just, uh, alright, I succeeded. Okay. I'm just gonna write a quick note somewhere. Let's make this interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a death wish, and no one can claim otherwise now. Oh my gosh. Well, you didn't tell me it was gonna be death related. It's no. not, it's not death related. <laughs> it's just a good time. <laughs> just a good, I don't want to spend time. 11 points of luck this early Before in the scenario. Given value of good time. <laughs> Are we fighting the big bad already? <laughs> like, what's happening? <laughs> She's immune to tea trays. Like, She's taking like, over our minds. Yeah. <laughs> Troudor collapses onto the room's fine Persian rug, sobbing and in a lot of pain. <gasps> oh, no. She is raving incoherently and drooling. Her mind seems to have been broken by whatever occurred. <laughs> oh my... Oh, 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 oh my head! What? Oh, this... The... The de demon... Oh, oh, I just... I'm, I'm, I'm so... I'm so... Excuse me. I'm so... I'm so... Excuse me. The demon... The demon... The demon... And never, never, never would I, 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 I would, I, I would, I, I, I would, I, I, what? It's a smoke. I, 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 confuse. I'll kneel down, and if I'm not currently possessed by Kyle Grossman, I'll comfort her. Would you like try psychoanalysis? You kneel down and instantly turn her into sausages. You become the sausage. Hey, successful psychoanalysis. She takes a few deep breaths. <sighs> a, a demon took over my body. She looks at you, she kind of holds on to you, her eyes looking human and deep within your soul. And then she says nothing. The Baron arrives and you are swiftly escorted out and they start clearing up. They're trying to evacuate the whole place. And as you're walking out, you hear the Baron turn to Trudel and say, you're fired. And this is where we're going to end. No. Oh my God, Sadie is going to destroy uh. us. <laughs> this brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Lydia, Hal, Jillian, of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason, you've all been the best. And a big massive thank you to our listeners, you're all exceptional. Your listens, comments and ratings are incredibly helpful, but if you want a way to support us further, please consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars a ride where you get access to episodes a week early. And don't forget, you can get 10% off on chaosium.com using code STARS10, one use per customer only. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our cult elder and avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind the scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaride.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. But wait, what's that? Our cult has inducted a new member. Welcome, Andy M. And thank you for your support on Patreon. May the omens ever be in your favor. Your support means the world to us. Let's spread those good vibes by reading out one of our latest reviews. 
If you'd like your own review read out on the show, go to starsalright.com slash reviews, where you can find links to all the platforms you can rate us on. This is by Rig of Midgard. Excellent podcast. I'm currently on episode four, but episode three was a tearjerker. The characters are well fleshed out, the players and the hijinks they get themselves into are amazing, and the keeper of this season, Fetra, is amazing. Definitely worth a listen if you love TTRPGs and Call of Cthulhu. Thank you, Rig of Midgard. <laughs>